welcome to the latest EG Like Sunday Morning. This week, starring the editorial Team Supreme, uh, that is Superstar Sam McClary and the True Stepping Tim Burke. Uh, yes, that's so good. Now, I, I say True Stepping, not uh, because he is a devout fan of the Victoria Beckham and Dane Bowers collaboration out of your mind, although he undoubtedly is. Uh, Very but much so. Because Tim is taking part uh, in this year's uh, Steptober for Land Aid with a, with a crack team of, of uh, EG Striders. Uh, Tim, uh, tell us about the team and uh, how it's going so far. This is my first time doing Steptober. This is really exciting. I became quite a keen uh, walker during lockdown, but that was only that was purely selfish and me trying to get away from my own family for extended periods of time. This is the first time where I'm trying to do it for some good. So I have joined together with um, editorial colleagues, Puy and Avelina, who longtime listeners will will know well, and Anna Durkee, our production editor, to form EG Pimp My Stride. EG, sorry, EG colon Pimp My Stride, if you're searching for it on the Land Aid <laughs> site. And the colon, for clarity, is uh, is punctuation rather than the word. But only because that, that one was taken. <laughs> or emoji. <laughs> Have they made that one yet? <laughs> they should do. Maybe they will, maybe they will now. Um, so, yeah, so... Um, we are getting as many steps in as we can over the over the two weeks um, to support Land Aid's brilliant work uh, in addressing youth homelessness. Um, this is all this is all new ground for me. I'm discovering parts of uh, Southeast London I didn't know existed. Each time I'm getting <laughs> lost, but um, and, but it's, and great, I, it's it's great fun. I know both of you have done it before, so I should probably be asking you for tips on how to get in those extra steps throughout throughout the day. I never have. Have you never done it? But you're you're more you're more active than any of us anyway. So you you've yeah you you've could probably you could probably lead you could be on top of the leaderboard without even being <laughs> part of Steptober. Uh, yeah, just just keep walking. Just uh, just keep walking, no matter what you're doing. Is the the only the only tip. Uh, you, but, the, but the team went got off to a phenomenal start. We we have for for a few moments fleeting but wonderful moments we've topped the the team leaderboard um so we need to uh, we need to double down and try to hold on to that lead when we get it, it, it you're there and gone mm. so you have to you have to take yep. those wins um those wins where you get them i'm going to be very cheeky and perhaps we could put um we could put a link to our donation page in the in the description for um, I... for the for the podcast I think that sounds like a very sensible plan. You ping me that and that will happen. Um, I imagine that your walking this week has offered a, a bit of a welcome distraction uh, from continued coverage of uh, the real estate market, Tim. Um, it's been another week, hasn't it? It has been another week. Shall, we, shall I start where we where we finished last week? I think we were talking about um, we previously were talking about on EG like Sunday morning. <laughs> it is a bit it is a bit like that, isn't it? Um, I think we were talking a lot last week about um, about the listed REITs. That that's a part of the market that's seen some degree of of recovery over the past week. Not enough to take any of these stocks back to where they were before the um, the mini budget that, as Piers put it last week, was neither mini nor a budget. Um, but there's some there's some signs of stability there on um, on the listed market. I think what's been interesting to see is how many of the the public companies are now doing their best to to reassure investors that um, that their balance sheets have got have got the necessary strength to make it through what they're facing at the moment. So this week we had London Metric and Asura both putting out uh, trading updates in which they delved into um, 
their borrowings and tried to spell out um, how secure their balance sheet looked in terms of debt maturity and what they were paying and what might change in that regard if um, if they have to refinance at a higher rate. We saw uh, Sirius Real Estate uh, refinancing its, um, its existing borrowing uh, early, uh, locking in what admittedly was was a higher rate, but it pushed that maturity out, which I think for a lot of companies is is sort of a, a key focus at the moment. And worth noting that that's um, Sirius is a London listed business, but it's it's mostly Germany focused, and it's it's lending is done is done in Germany. So worth remembering that as much as we've been talking about problems um, facing the UK economy and, and market at the moment, these are these are issues that um, that companies in, in you know in many other jurisdictions are tackling as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, one thing that you you can always say about real estate is it's resilient, and I, I know Sam, you've spoken to that effect and written in our leaders to that effect. Uh, many times uh, over the last few years, which have brought their fair share of hardships. Um, He's saying I'm not you... unique in the leader that <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not at all, not at all. You, you, uh, um, you, you bang the drum for real estate in, a, in, in an <laughs> always different uh, rhythm. That's, there you go. Uh, <laughs> there you go. A little bit of partridge <laughs> creeping in. Uh, so, how do you both think that things will play out? Uh, for the rest of the year and and heading into 2023. Oh, it's a good question, Jess. I think um, that I think it's going to be a, a really tough end to the to the year. I think we're already seeing, you know, sort of there's still there's still activity out there, mm. but I think it's uh, I think people are thinking a lot harder about what they do. I think there is there's going to be a huge issue around debt. I think um and its availability i think we will see m- more distress in the market we are seeing um particularly in the residential market signs of signs of that now it's going to be really really tough and you know interest rates are going up um uh, and that is going to have a knock on effect so i think probably investment figures for the end of the year are not going to be where they hoped they would be at the beginning of the of the year and we're gonna have a bit of a, a bumpy bumpy ride will it turn itself around like I, I really hope that trust's bet um pays off mm. um but whether it does does or not is is another question but i mean if she if she if she's got it right then hurrah for all of us but um if she hasn't which doesn't feel like she has then yeah Tough old, t- tough old times ahead. But as as you've said, real estate is resilient, and you know bricks and mortar um, continue. And this industry is largely long term players, and it will it has weathered storms before, and it will weather storms again. And you know, selfishly as. Uh, commentators on the on the market is great for us because it's it's really it's really interesting times and there is hopefully a lot of um information intelligence and advice that we can share with um a whole group of of professionals in this sector that will have never seen something like this before uh the, the prime minister of course uh, has prioritized growth uh, growth and we- 
And we know that, yeah. We and know yes. that because in true politician style, she said it three times. That's when you know that's <laughs> when you know a politician is serious about something. Uh, and this week, Sam, uh, a perfectly timed EG interview, you have a, a prime example of growth in action. Uh, so, so what can the rest of the world learn from Greg's? I mean, one, they can learn the power of social media in in catapulting a a brand um, into the stratosphere. And you know what? We've been talking about wanting to interview Greg's for a, for a long, long time mm. because it's such a fascinating business. And I'd forgotten, actually, that Greg started out as a bakery mm. and, you know, mm-hmm. used to be where you'd go to get your loaf of loaf of bread, particularly if you were in the in the Midlands. And, um, you know, I I I'm one of those people who had um Probably the wrong view of Greg's is a little bit, um, you know, sort of crappy, really. Horrible sausage rolls and dodgy, dodgy coffee. Um, but I went to a Greg's to do an interview mm. with Tony Rouse their, their their new property director. Had a coffee, actually very good. Um, just as good as uh, the Coca de Mama coffee that I spend a lot more <laughs> buying um every time i come into the office so um i would recommend a greg's um greg's coffee um but we but we wanted to talk to them because they are on this massive um growth growth speed they want to have three thousand shops across the uk by 2026 that's not far away and um tony's been tasked with that that growth he's got to add i think it's 800 stores in in that time and the company has said that it's going to double its um, its revenues in that in that time, and half of that growth comes from the store. So it's a huge, huge weight on on Tony's shoulders, but he is um, well up for the for the challenge. And the the growth story was one interesting part, but what I thought was um, sort of really timely was that you know we are living in a cost of living crisis, and there's a there's a unique moment here for Greg's not only to, um, you know, sort of uh, go on that that growth spurt, but also it has a, a second side to the business, which is um, a sort of uh, social social impact side of the business. So I didn't know this, but it has um, some outlet stores. Mm. So stores that it specifically opens in um uh, um, sort of um, areas of depri- deprivation. Um, it doesn't try to make any kind of profit on these stores. It goes in there to help the community. They come become community hubs, and these stores take food from the the main Greg's that's made fresh on site every day. So they can't sell day old um, sandwiches um, at the quote unquote normal Greg stores. So they all go to these outlet stores. Still. Um, perfectly edible and probably quite nice um, but it not only helps with food waste of which we know there is tons of that going on but it, they're able then to offer these um, foodstuffs at massively reduced prices so that people who are living in these um, areas of deprivation can actually afford to afford to eat which is you know is a real mm. issue at the moment for lots of people and and so so important and any profit that they do make from those stores goes into the Greg's foundation that is then pumped directly back into those communities so you know really sort of nice sort of circular economy there and aside to Greg's that we probably didn't didn't mm. know know about a really, a really fascinating turnaround for the company and you know 
the perception of Greg's as, as something that landlords used to be like, oh, I don't want one of those in my my store. They're going to bring the tone down to now think, now really wanting a Greg's in there because it's it's oddly cool. Mm. You know, um, people. <laughs> That's back to your changing perception as well, right? I think we've yeah. all like us mm. individually, the industry, everyone's had a shift in what that brand is, what it represents. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as he says in that piece, there was a point where landlords would have said, "Over my dead body, am I going to have, <laughs> am I going to have Greg's as a tenant?" Now yeah. that it's it's one of the most wanted, most wanted names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some turnaround. <laughs> It's um, but it's a really great read. So I, I'm not going to mm. give it all away now. So people should go no. and pick up the mag or, or get online and and read it. And you know, maybe go and sit in a Greg's, grab mm. a coffee, maybe the have you, vegan sausage uh, roll. Have you suggested the lobby of 99 Bishopsgate as a as a possible location? Well, there are two in Bishopsgate. There are already, but you know, yeah. one one right one right in the lobby would be really useful, surely, Sam. But not and, for uh, Tim and getting his steps in. Not, not no, that's now. true. Uh, well, I'd, I'd use the stairs, so I'd get a few. <laughs> Are you th- would you now consider a Greg's coffee in the morning over Coco de Mama? Yeah, it would save me at least a pound. Mm. Is your next a pound? Is your next pitch going out to Coco de Mama to, to find out <laughs> why? Why can't you sell me a coffee for the same price that Greg's can? Yeah, <laughs> and Costa and Pret and yeah, the, e- the EG Coffee Index. Uh, yeah, I think it's well. There is a coffee index, isn't it? There which is shows us. Yeah. I think that is Pret. Yeah, I think but that's w- right. but you know, if any of those brands <laughs> would like to come on and talk about their um uh their portfolio mm. um strategy, we would be happy to talk to them. Absolutely. Now, uh, Tim, of course, is here for the doom and gloom, and and you're here. Uh, to brighten everyone's Sunday, Sam. So you've got another nugget of optimism in your leader this week, uh, provided uh, by, of all bodies, uh, the RICS. I know, who would have thought? <laughs> hey. Um, so we've had quite a lot of um, fun, I suppose, sort of poking the RICS um, over the last couple of years, and, and rightly so. They needed poking, you know, it was an absolute shambles. And um, I know there will be people, even within the RICS, that will agree with that um, that statement. But they are trying to turn things around. Whether they can or not, I do not know. But they are trying. And um, Bishard's review, which um, may not have gone far enough, but it's a step in the right direction, has um, led to some changes being made. So they are now looking for a new um, chair. And a new um, director general to make sure that the um, institution is clear and follows through on its purpose and, and does the right thing for the industry, recovers some lost ground and sort of resets itself as a royal institution that is the voice for this industry, that is not um, an embarrassment to the industry, which it was fast becoming. Um, so they're on the hunt for those two two roles. Some quite nicely paid roles, I have to say. Mm-hmm. 80 grand for a, a chair. You just have to go to a couple of meetings a year. And I think it was 240 grand for the director general, which, you know, is all right in these times, isn't it? <laughs> um, I might put my um, application in. <laughs> um, but, yes, yeah, so searching for those two roles. And they have created a um, appointments board of six people, um, three surveyors and three lay people, I was going to say normal people then, <laughs> uh, uh, three lay people, 
Um, and they will have the sort of final say on who gets who gets the job. And they, I was optimistic because I think they've chosen a really good panel. The the mm. lay people I don't I don't know, but they're mm. um, diverse. Actually, three lay people are uh, all women, and um, are from different backgrounds, um, and are representative of. Um, uh, the makeup of the population so that is good um but the three surveyors are uh andy martin former uh senior partner at stratton parkers and sean parkers stratton parker uh, <laughs> and uh bmp um real estate um bmp paraval real estate um uh and michael brockman who was at cbre for a long long time um and uh, an EG diary favourite mm-hmm, and an, um, an EG interviewee, um, the wonderful Gaynor Warren Wright. Now, Gaynor, as people will know, is a very proud trans trans woman. Um, she wrote a rather wonderful piece for EG um, called Finding Gaynor about her story of, of transition. It's um, If you haven't read it, I very much recommend it. And maybe Jess, we can put a little link to that in the show notes as well, because it is a very powerful story mm-hmm. um but she's been selected of course because um she has 40 years of arbitration um skills and, and knowledge and will be there representing the um dispute resolution side of of surveying but also you know the fact that and Gaynor won't mind me saying this because we had a conversation about it the fact that they've chosen Gaynor to pick help pick mm. this role is really, really brave from the RICS because uh, Gaynor really cares about DNI. She has a story her- herself. She's lived, um, has lived experience, and she's not going to let anyone get anywhere close to getting through to um, being selected for for these roles if they don't really, um, to quote Quasi Quarting, get it when it mm. when it comes to um, the EDNI agenda. Um, she just won't let it, and I wouldn't go up in a fight against Gaynor because she is passionate, Absolutely really, really, pa- really yeah. passionate, and um, and she just won't, she won't take any shit from anyone, to be honest, and she's not afraid of asking really difficult questions, and she will push and push and push and makes sure that that person is absolutely genuine, and that's great for the fact that um, they will be genuine, but it'll also, I think, be a really good training for the pressure that that person is then going to get from the industry because it is the RICS's role to help the sector transform it is the RICS's role to help bring new people into this sector to send a message that it is open it is inclusive there are so many different things that you can do as a surveyor you know it is not just a hard hat and a high vis jacket you're not standing out in the streets of I don't know what they're called one of those little measurey things that's not what it's about. It can be about that, but it doesn't have to be about that. So I'm feeling optimistic for them that they they might just get it right and they might turn it around. But we're not going to let them get away with it if they if they don't. I have um, told them that we will be holding them to account and had a nice message back from them saying we really want you to. So please make sure that you do. So fingers crossed. There's a there's a new R R I C S coming. Sounds good. Um, 
Okay, there's a few other things to get around. So should we do them in the form of a quiz? Quick quiz. Uh, <laughs> yes. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. You're going to go first. Okay, Sam, question one. A hammer blow uh, in, in journalism speak has been dealt to which London borough after an inspector refused a CPO to redevelop the Vicarage Field Shopping Centre? Which be- London borough? I believe it was Barnet. So close. But, oh, it begins with a B. Oh. Your, your first syllable, your first syllable was, was right on Sleep, the money. No, that's not in London. Oh. <laughs> it's gone. I it's love gone the very... quiz. This is my favourite bit, the intro. You know what? I even, it, uh, yeah. Okay. What is it? It begins with B. Uh, Tim, do, do you um, know what it, what it, what it was? Uh, what it is? It was um, Barking and Dagenham. Barking. It is Barking and Dagenham. Okay. Tim, your first question. And news kiosks at which shopping centre have been told to cough up £55,000 in COVID rent arrears following an arbitration? This was a really interesting um, case that James Lumley covered for us. This was the kiosks in um, Westfield. Can you be more specific? Oh. um, (laughs) Stratford? Oh, he's got it. He's pulled it out of the bag. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one nil, one nil to Tim. And Newspoint Stratford Limited has to pay £6,100 a month until the sum is paid in full. Uh, okay, Sam, uh, the missing word round. London office blank faces year-long delay. London office blank faces year-long delay. Development. Uh, it is not not development, sadly, Tim. You you may have even crafted this um, headline, for all I know. No, I didn't. I I know what it is, but I, I'm trying to think of what the word um, <laughs> supply. That, I'm going with that's, supply. That, that's the that's the key to the the head. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Knowing it's pretty much the whole. That's the whole shtick. Uh, what have you gone for, Tim? I've gone for supply. Uh, it's close. It's pipeline. Oh. Okay, Tim. Getting staff back into the office is. And blank. Should it be a blank? It, 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 in the headline, it's an. But yeah, getting staff back into the office is a blank. Um, but this it's is a piece that Shante covered on a, um, I want to say Brookfield Properties. I hope I haven't messed that up. Um, study in culture bringing people back into the workplace. And it was um, getting encouraging people back is an art. It is Because an the art. art on the walls helps. Yes. It's oh. a double meaning there. Is that Although, true? Would you come I, I, to our office more often if there was art on the wall? Or if they yeah. had a Greg's in the foyer? <laughs> I think most I, people are going to be returning I, to the office. Greg's would just, win me every time. The art. It's going to be whether or not the heating is on, I think is going to attract more people uh, back to the office this winter. That's going to be the key thing. OK, so two, um, two nil to Tim. But uh, can you can you make it close, Sam, with your final question? Uh, Alex Price, Vice Chairman of Fiera Real Estate, has embarked on a part-time MA at King's College London, studying what? I do know this. He's studying war studies. He is. He is. After which one assumes he'll be able to tell everyone what it's good for. Very good. Very good. Uh, There's a lot of people, actually, isn't there, in real estate that Mm. are obsessed with the military and war. What does that say about real estate? <laughs> hmm. um, mm. <laughs> just, I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Yeah. Uh, Tim, 
final question to complete uh, a hat trick. Uh, how big is the new Greg store in Leicester Square, according to some erroneous reporting? So um, how big isn't the new Greg store in Leicester Square? Well, um, so how big isn't it? The false, the false <laughs> one was, um, wasn't it? It was an added, it was an added zero by um, a reporter. I'd love to know what title this was that did this, but I'm sure one of you can tell me afterwards anyway. Um, who said that it was? I want to say twelve and a half thousand square feet. Is that right? Oh, he is incredible, isn't he, Sam? He is. I hate him. He has, he has, he has a real eye for detail. That is correct. Well done, Tim. So should have been. What was it? It's, it was actually 1,200, 1200 square feet. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Which is still, I imagine, Sam, plenty big enough. Yeah, it's one of the, there's no seating in it, apparently. It's one of the smaller, smaller ones, um, but a mega location, not a mm. mega store. I'd love a 12,500 square foot. Greg's though that would just well be... we did get excited didn't we yeah. in the EG office we're like yeah we're all gonna go to Greg's by and the I dining wanted, rooms I wanted to do the interview there I was like we can do it in the megastore and they're like mm -mm. <laughs> we can't because there isn't a megastore um, love it uh Tim the power of the press could, uh you could set yourself a challenge for the remainder of Steptober to to visit every Greg's in the uh oh that's good in the greater London area. Actually, there's not many in London. They've only got no, 14. No, exactly, but so. I assume the distance between them uh, would, would rack up a reasonable number of steps. I better get going, catch you guys later. Yeah. You can, you can arra arrange, arrange team, meetings, team meetings with the rest of Pimp My Stride at, at various Greg's. I, I, let's call them team meanings. I like that. <laughs> Why are we here? I don't know. But, you know, that's... <laughs> That that does sound like something that might come from from a, a different a different section of, of, of a company to, su suggesting that team meetings be rebranded as team meetings. That does <laughs> does sound like the kind of corporate email you might receive, <laughs> At which we love to receive, of exactly. course. Exactly, absolutely. They're our favourite kind of emails. <laughs> right. Uh, thank you to you both, Tim. You should have been you should have been stepping away throughout this entire recording. You've, I wondered you've wasted whether I half an hour. I wondered whether I should try to do it on my phone, but I don't have like Bluetooth <laughs> earphones, so I'd, I'd have had you two on yeah. speaker traipsing around Lewisham, <laughs> yeah, yelling like a madman, incomprehensible stuff about the markets at you. It wouldn't have been a good look. Okay, instead so... of instead of singing out "Eg Like Sunday Morning," who knows how what true stepper goes. One I how you knew I do I remember it being a thing with Victoria Beckham, but I don't yeah. remember what the song was. Wasn't it like a garage yeah. thing? Kind of, uh, I'm gonna find, I'm gonna just, find it because we can, we can we'll get, get we'll away. Get, we'll get a strike down on it, won't we? The whole we thing will get, be pulled. No, we can I, get away with a little bit. True step uh, just a tiny bit. Especially if it's um All this is doing now is making Jess go back and edit out the pause while No, it's you not no, because it we're not you we're not even it. pausing, we're still talking. It. No, it won't do it, dear It's not called true is it called true step? <laughs> but, right, so it was it was it's the it's one of those really, really complicated artist things. It's true Dane steppers Bowers. featuring Victoria Beckham and Dane Bowers. Uh, out, of out of your mind. Here we go. Oh, give us a quick burst. Yeah, I can hear it now. That sounds awful. Isn't it bad? So three anyway. links to put in the description. Sorry, Victoria, if you're Third listening. Third one is a YouTube link to uh, that song. Victoria does listen. I know she does. And Dane. 
Uh, okay, so while Tim is is pounding the streets of Lewisham this week, that just leaves us to make everyone jealous by asking Sam uh, what she's got lined up for the week ahead. Oh well, actually, I uh, <coughs> excuse me, I am getting ready to hop on a, a flight to the Big Apple to New York City for work. I'm heading over to Quitec, New York, so lots of um, expect some some letters from America. Um, talking with um, big investors out there and the big tech tech players uh, about um, the future of the market. I expect um, and listeners, if they if they dial into the EG Property podcast on Tuesday, can hear a, a little interview with Brendan Wallace and what we expect to hear there. So we're expecting quite a lot of chat around climate tech and also um, probably a little bit of um, worry, I suppose, about the um, sort of divestment in in tech as um as uh, the sector gets just a little bit um tougher i suppose interest rates are also uh, quite high over in the states as well not quite as bad as here but um there's um issues there with investment too so it should be a really really fun uh fun conference two days uh at quitec and then i'm going to swan off and have a little holiday uh, enjoy it. We'll catch up uh, when you return and uh, we'll be back uh, one way or another next week with another episode of EG like Sunday morning or you're out of your mind or whatever we call it. <laughs>